welcome to On the Grid. It's a Crossword Puzzle podcast. We think it'll be uh, monthly. Uh, my name's Michael Sharp. Uh, you may know me, if you know me at all, as Rex Parker, author of the daily crossword blog, Rex Parker Does the New York Times Crossword Puzzle. And my co-host today is, uh, and who's, from whose home we are taping this uh, uh, event, is uh, it's Lena Webb. Hi, Lena. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me We're too. We're finally doing this. I know. I've been uh, talking about doing a crossword podcast for about two years, and uh, I'm happy to have the opportunity to finally do it. And what what is it, though? Why should anyone listen to this? I guess I'm a big nerd. That's why I would want to listen to this. Yeah, do we even need a reason for being? We yeah. just want to do it. We just want to do it. There's lots of aspects of the crossword world that I don't get to talk about. And so the crossword is now our oyster. It is our oyster, and we're going to smash it on all the Arliss months. Is that right? Did I use that right? Uh, oh, sorry. Well, I should introduce, uh, also with us here are uh, Brayden uh, Burroughs and uh, Ben Smith. Hi, Ben. Hi, Brayden. Hi. Hi, Lena. Why are we talking about oysters again? I forget. Because the cross world is our oyster. Oh, it's so, our oyster. Right. So getting back on track. We're going to shuck it. <clears throat> You chuck oysters. <laughs> I actually do. Um, I also want to apologize for my voice. She spends a lot of her time uh, screaming at cars while biking around <laughs> while biking around uh, Boston. So Lena has been sick and uh, has been losing her voice. So that's... I'm ailing. I didn't have any ague though. I mean, that's another reason to have a crossword podcast is to just incessantly use crossword ease. With and, people and, who will care. To, yes, thank you. And with people who will care. Talk in all caps. Talk in all, <laughs> Talk caps. In all caps. Say the number of letters you That's just right. Said. Put parenthetical <laughs> numbers after everything you say. <clears throat> so these are all great reasons to have a crossword podcast. No, the whole point is that there's this whole other world that, uh, beyond the crossword itself, the, behind it, the people who make it, uh, the people who edit it, distribution, all this stuff, right? All the way people think when who construct crosswords, the way solvers think. Tips for solving, constructing, there's a whole universe of crosswordness. So um, I wanted to be able to wander into that world and pursue it with other people. That's the other thing. Is I, I, I was about to say, I feel yeah. like this is starting to sound like a support group. Ideally, we would somehow have callers. Speaking of callers, <clears throat> uh, we actually are going to have a caller later. Uh, our first guest is going to be um, Eric Agard. He has a project that he would like to make public. No, we needed a reason to kick yeah, it off, and, and Eric said, I got a thing to, to flog, and that's we said, a, okay. That's a better way to put it. I'm, like, trying to be too delicate about it. No, I mean, I have no, like, I have no time for... Us too. I have no time for delicacy. <clears throat> we have on the line now uh, from... Where are you, Eric? I'm in Madison. You're in Madison. That's that's Wisconsin, right? Uh, Madison, yep. Wisconsin. We have uh, Eric Agard, crossword solving phenom, and uh, most recently, uh, uh, you won the uh, Lollapazoola 2016. Is that right? That happened. I think it did happen. Uh, can you tell me a bit, like, what that felt like to win that? Because I'm just curious about what it feels like to stand on stage and win something. It. For me, honestly, it was a little bit anticlimactic, I would say, because uh, of the previous year. Previous year, I got up to the big board and completely just blanked out. It did like a fourth of the grid, maybe, in the allotted time. Um, I remember that well. Yeah, you're watching. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was just incredibly, like, it was mortifying. At the same time, it was fun, and I, like, really admired the puzzle and was very happy to lose to Francis, who I lost to. I'm I'm very happy for you, and... uh I mean, I was happy for Francis, too, because I'd watch Francis um, be on yeah. stage a lot and not win. Um, mm -hmm. So 
it was super cool. Um, and I, I, I and, hope that I don't come across as like ungrateful or anything. Like it was an amazing experience and I treasure it to this day and one of the best days of my life. And they put on a fantastic tournament. Yeah, it is a great tournament. And, uh, it's good that you said nice things about it and we'll certainly be hyping it, uh, a lot. Oh yeah, in the it's going to be in August, right? Yeah. August. Is yeah. that a joke? Sixteenth, nineteenth. So uh, mm-hmm. we uh, we have a new work coming from you, a new crossword project uh, that you have uh, graciously sent us, and that we've been looking at. And uh, uh, we're wondering if uh, you could tell us a little bit about what this new endeavor of yours uh, is. Yeah. So it's it's um it's called. A guard, A dash guard, and it's basically just twelve kind of weird crosswords. I feel like all my crosswords are weird, but I just leaned into it a little bit more on this one. Okay, so why would you put out uh, something like like a in a unit like this? Uh, there's there's really nice, uh, cool cover art that you've got here, and uh, uh, I'm but you have a you have a you have a you have a puzzle site, Glutton for Pun. Yeah. Uh, where you put out a puzzle, what, once a week? Thereabouts, yeah. I waver a little. So why wasn't that the... Why did you want to distribute this group of puzzles together or in any kind of different way than you normally do? That is a wonderful question. First thought that's coming to my mind is I just kind of want to feel like Beyonce in all things in my life. So I like the honesty. Surprise project. Um, so what is, Beyond, what is Beyonce-esque about, uh, <laughs> uh, about this, uh, this set of puzzles? Well, I, I say that not so much with the actual content of the puzzles and more so with the distribution. So just, I've, I mean, at this point, there's probably like eight people in the world that know that they exist and hopefully people will be surprised and delighted to find out about their availability. So are, are these just an extension of the kind of puzzles you're doing all the time at your website or is there something particularly different about them? I would say, yeah, they're an extension. I, I, I leaned into the concepts of kind of um, like pushing boundaries or like challenging conventions yeah. uh, a little more purposefully this time. It seems like they're really aimed at people who are looking for, who are, you know, already pretty good solvers who are looking for um, something new and, uh, you know, challenging and different. Um, I, I do know my audience, and it's people like you folks, people who are awesome at solving, and people who have seen everything and have the inside baseball knowledge to like get when stuff like that is going on. So, just to jump in, one of the things that when I went through each of these puzzles, I wasn't even sure if there was a theme, mm. and that was something that I thought was pretty in tune with the Agard voice, um, <laughs> because there's always something. There's always, you know, I feel like your metas are extremely meta in times like as in i don't even know if i'm supposed to be looking for anything or if i've found it if that's the end like is that really the answer or is there another step after that that i could be looking right. for and scouring the grid looking in the clues um and so when i went through all these i said well shit i don't even is this a themeless i don't think i should be so sure <laughs> there could be something lurking yeah i, I would say that some of the time, if you're feeling like that, that's just me being bad at my job and not giving you that satisfying like click of an answer if it's a meta. But I, I also, I think you're right. I think I kind of approach it feeling like I want to leave you a little bit unstable, like not completely on solid ground, not totally sure that you're done. The one I, the, the one, the puzzle in this collection that I did had 
I gotta say, at least two levels, and now apparently a third level that I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out. It definitely takes a taste for being frustrated. Um, but I think that's why, I mean, I don't know, why else do you do puzzles? Um, when, <clears throat> how did you set aside the time to like make these? It, were you on a schedule? Did you like sequester yourself? Is that why you're in Wisconsin now? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really schedule, manage my time very well at all. I just kind of did them. I should say that for people, for, uh, uh, listeners who might be interested in this collection, that one of the traits of it is that the shapes uh, oh, yeah. and the sizes of the puzzles are often all over the place. It's one of these things where I realize how much of that world is ruled by convention and how conventions are yes. useful. But also, mm -hmm. you know, breaking conventions in strategic ways, uh, it can be very pleasing. Is this something that you think about when you make your own puzzles? A lot of the conventions that we adhere to as constructors make a lot of sense in the context that they were originated, which is, you know, a newspaper printing all the concerns that go with that. And now that I'm operating in like the internet world where anything is possible, it just feels kind of wasteful to not do like everything that could possibly be done, even if it's weird looking or stupid or... I guess I have a, my question is what conventions bug you seem most restrictive and limiting and are you most sort of out to uh, move beyond i don't know if i have one particular one that bugs me a lot i would say that the general attitude behind it, it strikes me as kind of ill-considered i mean I, I i say that i write puzzles like for myself first and foremost but i i do think when you're writing a crossword puzzle the number one goal should be like solver entertainment right but when you're saying like oh i'm gonna like limit myself to this many three-letter words or no two-letter words or symmetry in this specific way, even if that means a more tortured and unfun end product for the solver, that doesn't really make much sense to me. Number one should be, like, fun, like, fresh, accessible words, etc. And way below that should come rotational symmetry or what have you. So are these going to be available in uh, what what format? It's, um, so if, if you go to the website, it's a-gar.de. Um, okay. you can just pony up a little bit of money and you get them in PDF and you get them in a cross life format. So cool. print or digital. Are, are there any in here that need to be, um, in PDF versus a cross light or will they work in both formats? I believe they will all work in both formats. I think you should probably look at the PDF cause yeah. it's got dope cover art. Yeah, they're definitely, I'd say definitely you want to look at the PDF because there are some things here I don't think are entirely replicable. And yeah, who, who did the grid art? I mean, the cover art? The cover art is by Sofa Hood. Uh, Sofa Hood on Twitter or Instagram. She's amazing artist. Very excited to work with her. It's cool. You've got a cover art credit and everything. This is like, uh, I, I'm, very, I'm very pleased to... To see that I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, of cover art and uh, it's a and nice design, little yeah. design. It's a nice little added feature. Um, so yeah, it's a a dash guard g a r d e sort of uh, short for play on the concept of avant garde. And uh, would you have any idea when this is going to be available? Uh, right now, it's available right now. It's it's not available right now, but right now in the sense of when, when anyone hears listening it. to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> have to get our sense of like what now means. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? One of the things we uh, talk a lot, a lot about privately and joke about um, is the convention of adding e to the beginning of something if it is electronic or <laughs> otherwise digital. And uh, that my first experience with this was um, 
I think it was Emag. I think Ezine is worse. So did you think that they just got a current, they must have just had a currency for a bit, like in the late 90s, and then because someone at some point said, used them, they became fair game and then stuck? I mean, it, it feels very sort of like once the internet, like in the late 90s, suddenly became more and more accessible to everybody and we started having much more of a graphical interface for that. Like that's like that's when we started like pinning E in front of things. But we can now agree right here today that E-Zine and Emag should go to hell. Like yeah, I don't now it's just the digital version. Yeah, like, yeah. Now no it's just, one says that's... E. I mean, they do, but not for that. They they'll go. But like yeah, like I'll get an email where it's like, oh yeah, your digital edition of the September issue of whatever is available. I mean, we read the news newspaper. We read the New York Times, whatever online, and we don't say like it's an E newspaper. So if there's like Esquire online, we don't call it an EMAG. Right. It's just Esquire. It's just I'm reading the yeah I'm reading. I'm, no, re- it's okay. I'm reading the September issue of, of Esquire. So the E prefix seems to have been an effect of a certain period in time where people were trying to figure out what to call where things we, that we, used yeah, to be something yeah, else. We were figuring now. out how do we distinguish the online version of something right. from its analog equivalent. But now we don't need them anymore. Yeah, but now we don't need that. Or anymore. we still can just say like a bygone term. Can we use it that way? Can we use it? At this point, I would love to see it bygone term. I would just love to not see it ever. All right, so I'm going to read you some E terms, and you're going to tell me whether uh, you think they're legit. Because this is the thing. We live in this world where, like, yeah, someone, someone's used a word. Technically, it's fair game, right? Has it been in the time? It's got to cross that bar. And then once it has, fair game. Okay, so that's fine for a baseline, but nobody actually feels that way. There are plenty of words that are that exist that still feel terrible. So, so this is what I want to. I want to test. I want to throw some e words out there and see do they float or sink. Okay. So, uh, okay, e tail. No. No. I like it. It's a very good pun, and I don't like e commerce. Even though e commerce is more neutral and more common, and seems to have won out, e commerce sounds like business speak in a way that I find humorless and terrible and when the algorithms come to rule us all that we'll be dealing in e-commerce whereas e-tail at least has the virtue of being a cute little play on the word retail therefore I don't love it but I would accept e-tail or e-tailer especially in a clue I will accept e-tail as long as we all decide that e-mall is a horrible horrible late 90s thing you took you took mine away which is e-mall and I think well I don't know I'm going to predict but I'm going to predict nobody likes email. I really I, don't like email. I, I don't like it. I've seen it. It's real. I've seen it more frequently than I've seen email. <clears throat> okay, where have you but seen email? It works stuff, so that's not really fair because <laughs> I work for the government. And um, there is a, I feel like the GSA has a thing called the Shared Services Email, where like you go and you can, it's like basically like how to shop for particular types of like, uh, commercial services used by the government. So I have seen it, not in good context, but I have seen it. I Which, think for me it's a it's about it's the same as EMAG. Yeah. Because a mall is like its own weird collection of physical things and a magazine is a mag it's a physical thing. Like e-tail is a concept or sort of like an, a transactional thing, but an e-mall a mall is a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And like just putting E in front of it. Well, for me, for me, like Emag, it feels very 1996. Okay, lots of people are using the internet. How do we translate this concept that exists in real life onto the internet? So we have an email, which is it's just like cheesy. a page that connects you to all these different stores. And like now, like it's we don't, Amazon. we it's Amazon. It's Amazon. Amazon is our email. That's it. 
All right, next. <laughs> um, all right, Elon. What does that even mean? What is an e-loan? Like, you don't go to a brick-and-mortar bank. You get it from an um, online... Yeah, like I, I actually am fine with e-loan. I do think no, it's a way of bypassing it. people. This seems to be the main thing, which is like, <laughs> yeah, people. And so that, give, that makes it an e-loan, even though that technically what is happening is, is precisely the same. E-check. Yeah, I still, I think I get caught up on, it's like the same as e-mail and e-mag. E-check. A check is a physical piece of paper. E-file. No. Well, yeah, because it's taxes. Yeah, that, yeah, with taxes, yeah, like that's... I think it's literally like a thing, the, like the, we all, my name that they use. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. E-date. Oh. No, at this point with online dating, no. That's four no's. Yeah, I still... What is, J-Date what real, E-Date not. <laughs> yeah, J-Date, sure, that's an actual site that people go to. E-Date, uh, no, no, like... J-Date is a website. J-Date is like, a website. What is, is E-Date where you, like, each sit in your houses and chat on G-Chat? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I don't want to know. I just say what no. What is an E-Date? <laughs> no, okay. Nobody here knows, so we're going to move on and just <laughs> yeah. say... It's, we, we veto. Um, E-Cash. Yeah. I'm only using things that have been in crossword. It's just It's money. bad, but I like it. It's, yeah, it's bad, but fine. Yeah, I don't no. know why. No. no. I'm with Lena. It's no. no. We break the tie. Like, what? Let's say, <laughs> use it in a sentence and not hate yourself. Johnny Cash. Thumbs <laughs> <laughs> up. Done. Thumbs up. Next. Done. Um, <clears throat> ebate. No, because rebates are horrible to begin with. Yeah, like, as a know. concept? Yeah. Okay. Ebook. Oh. I mean, I, I, I'm voting yes. That's, a, you know. that's another one where I'm fine with it. Where okay, it distinguishes like the the physical copy of a book versus like the online version. And that's there sitting are some on my books that are only released. Yeah, it's in less electronic awkward. Format yeah, because it's a simplified way of getting stuff. Out. Yeah, you don't so, yeah, just say like fine. Kindle version. E card. Does anybody still send e cards? Do they send like e-bytes? An e-byte is an e card, isn't it? What are the those e cards that I see all the time, which involve you know Victorian era line drawings? That's some e card. Yeah. Yeah. I still I think it's okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean I don't know. And you can see I'm making a face. It's not good. <laughs> all right. So um, e sig. I mean that. Yeah. It's so bad. It's good. I'm gonna say it's so bad. I hate like it. Vaping. I mean, I mean vaping is a thing. Is e sig a brand? No, is that like a... no, it's what you call them all. I go past a, a head shop not infrequently, and they're, they sell e-juice. Do you like e-juice better than e-cig? No, no, because there's nothing electronic about the juice. I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're back. This is segment three. And uh, in segment three of our podcast uh we hope it will be a, a regular feature we uh are going to drink uh and talk about drinks and drinks in crosswords in particular today we are going to start with a crossword classic both halves of it crossword classic and that is the my blank and the blank tie yeah the my tie and so we're here with ben smith senior wikipedia correspondent and, <laughs> <coughs> and braden burroughs bartender and Braden's squeezing, currently squeezing the what is, what are you squeezing? I'm squeezing limes. Um, I'm making David Wondrich's Esquire Drinks book. It says a nice recipe. Um, is one ounce of dark rum, one ounce of light rum, one ounce of lime juice, half ounce of orgeat, and then uh, and a half ounce 
um, of curacao. I, what is orgeat? Orgeat syrup is a sweet syrup made from almond sugar and rose water or orange flower water. Uh, it was originally made with the barley almond blend. It has a pronounced almond taste and is used to flavor cocktails, perhaps the most famous of which is the Mai Tai. All right, can you spell that for our, our listeners? Yes, O-R-G-E-A-T. Thank you. And that's the French version. In Italy, it's called Orzada. Uh, so while he's making uh, the Mai Tais, I'll con- continue to consult back with him and ask him what's going on. But I also want to use this occasion to segue uh, uh, hype another uh, puzzle book. Uh, this one just came out. Uh, it's by Francis Haney and Brendan Emmett Quigley. And it is called Drunk Crosswords. Over 50 all-new puzzles with a twist. Now, when I heard about this, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, someone sat down, they had a big meeting, and they were like, what does Lena want? What does Lena want in life? A collection of fun crosswords about booze. And And they are. They're all related to drinks. It was just for me. So, if you don't know, Brendan Emmett, Brendan Emmett Quigley uh, has his own crossword puzzle site, hisname.com, and he puts two puzzles out a week, and has been doing that for a while now. He's really one of the best constructors around, and uh, Francis Haney, also one of the best constructors, uh, publishes less frequently, but his puzzles are tend to be absolute barn burners. He uh, writes for Ben Tausig at the American Values crossword uh on occasion um so they co-constructed these puzzles and they are good and they're fun and they're easy so eric's puzzles that we talked about earlier truly avant-garde true challenges um these are tough enough but very doable they go down easy they go down easy but one of the nice features of this puzzle is that they got five time american crossword puzzle tournament champion Tyler Hinman, to solve their puzzles. And you can see on each puzzle exactly how long he took. Now, is that drunk Tyler or sober Tyler? That's drunk Tyler. Drunk Tyler. So you get to see for each puzzle how long it took drunk Tyler to solve that puzzle. And let me tell you. I'm I'm looking at these times. I'm just like, okay, how drunk was Tyler actually? I don't know. Uh, One of these is a regular 15 by 15 size, and the time to beat is 2 minutes and 45 seconds. So good luck. But anyway, they're a great looking collection mostly 15 by 15s but a lot of different sizes um and they're all related to drinking alcohol also just have some mai tais put down in front of us so now that we have our mai tais i figure since we see it all the time here's a little bit of history of it um i am reading out of dale degroff's essential cocktail book Uh, the mai tai was invented in 1944 by victor bergeron aka trader vic that is soon to be famous uh, trader vic's in emeryville california he had just bought an entire distillery's worth of excellent 16-year-old Jamaican rum, which he designed a drink around and served to friends from Tahiti, who provided the name from the superlative compliment, Mai Tai Roy. That means, like, the best thing ever. That's, wow. that's the translation that I've, I have seen. Should we cheers? We should cheers. Thank you for cheers. doing this podcast with me. And uh, next time in the first segment, instead of E-words, we're going to deal with the entire E-ling Culture, the whole culture of eels and eels as elvers and congers and sniggling. We're gonna get deep into eel unagi. We're going all the way. We're gonna get real into eel culture. One of your favorite crossword, most common crossword words, eel. Uh, We're gonna go deep on that, and uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see what else happens. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll till next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.